Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Thrive 55 Plus podcast, where we give practical inspiration so you get healthier. Your host, Cheryl Jones, will help you uncover more of who you already are and explore what you need to heal and flourish one moment at a time. Cheryl is an author, wellness leader, and health coach voted one of the most powerful women in the mindfulness movement by Mindful Magazine. There is no AI-generated content in this podcast. This has been created by subject matter expert, Cheryl Jones. Welcome to the Thrive 55 Plus Show. I'm your host, Cheryl Jones, and in this episode, we're going to explore how to work with worrisome thoughts so you can feel greater ease and sleep better. Surrounded by chaos, it's hard to be motivated to do what it takes to be healthy and well. The truth is that now is the optimal time to invest in your self-care. It's the one thing you can be in control of. When you hear the word self-care, you probably think of things like staying hydrated, exercising more, or eating healthier foods. While these are helpful behaviors, they don't go to the core of what drives well-being. Instead, I want to talk about training the mind. Ironically, taking charge of your thoughts involves letting go of the need to control them. The harder we try to control the mind, the more frustrated and discouraged we become. Let me explain how this works. First, allow yourself to get familiar with the thoughts going through the mind. Don't strive to block negative thoughts. Don't try to think happy ones. Let go of the need to label thoughts as positive or negative, good or bad. See if you can adopt a neutral way of observing thoughts as they go through the mind one by one. Again, you're not trying to control the mind. You're simply becoming more aware of your thoughts. As you tune into your thoughts, you'll discover how much of your mental energy is spent thinking thoughts about the future and thoughts about the past. You'll likely find yourself planning, rehearsing, problem-solving, fantasizing, and worrying about things that will likely never even happen. You may see how often the mind is rehashing an experience, replaying an old tape, remembering, reminiscing, or wishing you'd done something differently. The untrained mind bounces back and forth between the future and the past, not just your mind, but my mind, the human mind. I'm not saying you should never think about the future or the past. You may be planning a trip or an event or planning for retirement. Planning is necessary, and it's important to look to the past, to reflect on things that have happened. Maybe you'll discover patterns of behavior that helped you or harmed you or ones that just didn't bear fruit. Rather than repeat behaviors that didn't serve us, we need to reflect so that we can learn our lessons and take that wisdom forward. When we're stressed, the untrained mind typically races with all kinds of fearful thoughts, like catastrophizing. We may find ourselves thinking, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. We can ask ourselves if this is so, or if it's more that we're feeling overwhelmed right now. Another stressful thought is, what ifing? Here we project into the future. What if this happens? Or what if that doesn't happen? 
we're caught up creating Plan A, Plan B, and Plan C, rather than trusting that when the time comes, we'll know what to do. We may start shoulding, you know, when we think he should have done this or they shouldn't have done that. Sometimes we guilt on ourselves. I'm such an idiot. What's wrong with me? We think in extremes like they never get it right or why do people always do that? Which is your go-to? I can tell you that on a given day, any one or all these stressful thoughts might present themselves. As you get more in touch with the thoughts going through your mind, it's imperative that you practice self-compassion and patience. Have you ever wondered why you have so many negative thoughts? It's not just you. The mind is wired for negativity. We have a built-in protective mechanism which keeps us on high alert for anything that threatens our safety. It's been said that the brain is like Teflon for positive thoughts and Velcro for negative ones. We're always working against this wiring. But as we retrain our brains, we can learn to work with this wiring and calm the busy and often worrisome mind. We're not being Pollyanna-ish. We're discovering how to create equanimity. The mind is constantly thinking thoughts. The average person has about 60,000 thoughts in a day. Some are helpful, even genius. Others mundane. And still others may be damaging. They are just thoughts. We don't have to believe everything we think. Having a trained mind means that we can manage what we give our attention to and that we can work with thoughts in a skillful manner. This is different from trying to control the mind. It's more about being able to recognize thoughts that support well-being and those that do not. Like when we are being critical of self and others, or when we start making up stories about what we think happened in a certain situation. Dealing with uncertainty, not knowing why something happened or why it didn't happen, is one of the hardest things we wrestle with. Our need to know often results in us making up something that makes sense to us. How many times I've been wrong when I've done this? We are trying so hard to wrap the mind around an experience that we make something up. Why? Because we are trying to feel safe and secure. Thinking that we know gives us comfort. Self-compassion is about noticing when the mind starts to make up stories so we can feel better, and then gently come back to the here and now. The sooner we shift into a place of acceptance that we may never know or understand, the sooner we stop losing mental energy and reduce our suffering. I'd like to lead a simple practice to help you train your mind and work with thoughts in a skillful manner. I call this practice Tame Your Monkey Mind, and it will be in the episode notes. Begin by stopping whatever you are doing, giving yourself permission to stop. Sitting down, placing the feet on the floor, straightening the back, resting the hands in the lap, lowering or closing the eyes 
following the breath in and out, noticing where you feel the body breathing, at the tip of the nose, chest, or belly, resting your awareness in the place where you feel the sensations of breathing most prominently. When a thought comes into the mind, acknowledge it. Then release it. And bring your attention back to the next breath flowing in and out of the body. If you find visuals helpful, you might imagine your thoughts to be like clouds passing through the sky, watching one cloud at a time as it floats across the sky, observing one thought at a time as it passes through the mind. Noticing a thought without labeling it as positive or negative, good or bad. Finding a neutral way to be with a thought. Seeing if you can notice a thought without grasping or clinging to it. Also without rejecting or denying any particular thought. Allowing thoughts to be just as they are as you observe them one by one. Knowing that even if you have the same thought 100 times, you can put it through this process, noticing it, letting it go, and escorting the attention back to the breath, back to home base. I'm going to be silent for a few moments now. As we near the end of this practice, following three more cycles of breathing, being as present as possible for each breath.
transitioning now, remembering that this place of awareness is always available to you because it's within you. Opening the eyes if they were closed. Getting reacquainted within your space. Acknowledging your choice to be here for yourself in this way. Thank you for your practice. I invite you to try this for five to 10 minutes every day. Noticing thoughts and training the mind is meant to be a gentle, self-caring inquiry. Rather than obsessing or dwelling on thoughts, we are minding the mind with kindness. As we go through the day, we can notice where the mind is. Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning in a great mood and hours later I feel cranky and anxious. Nothing bad has even happened except in my own head. This is a cue that I need to stop, give myself some grace and space, take a breather to tune in to the thoughts going through my mind, and get back to the reality of what is happening in the here and now. You might be wondering how this relates to sleep. Training your mind will help you to get familiar with the quality of your thoughts and manage worrisome thoughts. You'll shift the body from stress reactivity to a calmer state. This makes it easier to get to sleep at night. This practice is the perfect complement to a relaxing bedtime routine. If we want to sleep better, we need to slow our activity level down to prepare the body for sleep. If you're racing around doing chores and writing emails, it's going to be hard for the body to shift into sleep mode. If you're doing a load of laundry, see if you can bring all your attention to the experience of folding the towels. Smell them, feel the warmth, notice thoughts going through the mind one by one, and keep bringing your attention back to folding the towels. If you are reading, notice when your mind wanders off to something that happened during the day or something you need to do tomorrow, and bring your attention back to the book, to the words on the page, and to the present moment. I encourage you to think about how you go through the day and what you do, particularly during the hours before bedtime. There's no need for self-judgment. It's about being more conscious of what you are doing and how it affects you. Here are some other things you can do to sleep better. Create a regular sleeping and waking schedule. Invest in a comfortable bed, mattress, and pillow. Get outside in the sunshine every day. Stop drinking alcohol four hours before bedtime. Avoid caffeine late in the day. Reduce irregular or long naps. Exercise daily but not before bed. Don't bring your laptop to bed. Meditate and do some gentle yoga. Turn your worries into prayers. I invite you to give yourself a pat on the back for the things on this list that you already are doing. And then choose just one new behavior that you'll practice for the next month or so. 
The objective here is to create a relaxing bedtime routine so you can sleep seven to nine hours each day. In closing, I want to thank you once again for allowing me to be part of your journey. If we want to feel greater ease, worry less, and sleep better, the first thing we need to do is get familiar with our thoughts. With friendliness toward self, we acknowledge when we are catastrophizing, guilting, what-ifing, shoulding, or making always and never statements. We train the mind by spending five to 10 minutes each day working with thoughts in a skillful manner so we can lay down new neural pathways in the brain. We create a consistent, soothing bedtime routine and prioritize this as an act of self-care. Retraining the brain and sleeping better will have amazing health benefits that will be life-changing. But don't believe me, give these practices a try and see what you discover. If you have a comment or a question about today's episode, just write to me at Cheryl at thrivingwithcherylljones.com. I hope you'll join me next time when we'll explore how to befriend your aging body. Thanks very much for listening. Be well and thrive on. Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive 55 Plus podcast. Contact Cheryl with a burning question. Access free mindfulness meditation resources and schedule a free consultation to explore how you can achieve your goals and aspirations through personalized coaching sessions with Cheryl. Just visit her website, thrivingwithcherylljones.com. Subscribe to or follow the Thrive 55 Plus podcast. Leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next time, be well and thrive on.